Here in Psalm 19, let's look at it. See, the first six verses of this psalm have to do with the skies. Verses 7 through 11 have to do with the scripture. And verses 12 through 14, they have to do with the Savior. Together, these verses show the greatness of God, the importance and power of God's word. And it finishes off with the grace of God. It starts with the creator, ends with the savior, and ties it all together with the infallible word of God. Let's, let's read here a little bit. Start with verse 7. I got to get my voice woke up a little bit. I'm not used to having somebody reading my scripture for me. Start with verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Read that again. That's so important. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. You know, if you don't know nothing, but you just trust and believe in God's word, you're wise. I mean, you can, you can be a complete and utter fool, but you just take it by faith. I believe this book. God gives you wisdom because God's word is wisdom. Verse 8 says, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Amen. I want to start with a word of prayer. Lord God, I ask you to be with me this morning, Lord. I pray that you'll give me the words to say. Sanctify my tongue, dear Lord. Lord, keep me from saying anything that would be a reproach unto you. Lord, I just pray that this be a blessing to the hearer and a blessing to you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So here we see it. It starts with the Creator. It ends with the Savior. And then it meshes it all together with the Word of God. The Word of God. Look here at verse 9. It says, The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. Pay attention to the second part. This is what we're preaching on. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous all together. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous all together. The title of my sermon today is Only God Can Judge. Only God Can Judge. You see, when you correct sin, when you preach against sin, when you point out filthiness, people will come up to you and they'll say, only God can judge my sin. And they'll say, man, God, we've got an understanding. We've got an understanding. God knows my heart. God knows what's going on with me. They say, man, God, we have it all worked out. <laughs> they'll say, only God can judge. But judge it. Only God can judge. And that's the truth. Only God can judge. That's the truth. Psalm 33 verse 6 says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. For he spake and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. <coughs> he commanded and it stood fast. It was power in the word of God. It says, 
By the word of the Lord were the heavens made. The creation was made by God's word. So all the host of them by the breath of his mouth, for he spake, he spake, it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. You see, the power's in the word. The judgment comes from the word. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. The judgment has been there since the beginning Amen. of time. Right. He spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Job 37 verse 5 says, God thundereth marvelously with his voice. Great things doeth he, which he cannot comprehend, which we cannot comprehend. For he saith to the snow, be thou on the earth, likewise to the small rain and to the great rain of his strength. See, God created this world by his word. God controls this world by his word. God judges. God judges this world according to his word. Turn with me to Mark chapter 4. Keep your finger there. My dear brother was there earlier, Mark chapter 4. Oh, there's a wet spot. Okay. Put my water up there. Mark chapter 4, let's look at verse 35 here. It says, And the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. See, Jesus said it, and it was finished. By his word, he said, We're passing over. It was done, it was finished. <clears throat> Look, he already judged that. He says, in the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. See, Jesus already judged that. It was bound to happen. It was finished. It was finished. But look at verse 36. It says, and when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships and there arose a great storm of wind, and waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he rose and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great Calm. By his word, he created the world. By his word, he controls the world. By his word, he judges this world. He spoke, and the sea calmed down. I'm thankful to have the word of God. Amen. We've got the word of God. Amen. We've got power. We've got power in our hands today. Right. We have power. See, God is a God of mercy. God is a God of grace. But contrary to what this old world wants to say, God is a God of judgment. Judgment's coming. 
Judgment is coming. <clears throat> if you're saved, you're glad that God's a God of mercy. He showed mercy unto you. If you're saved, you're glad that God's a God of grace because you've received that grace. This is what people don't like. If you're saved, you should be glad that God's a God of judgment. Yeah, right. You should be glad. A saved person should be glad God's a God of judgment. Turn me to keep a finger in right there, back to Psalm 19. And then turn to Jeremiah chapter 10. Jeremiah chapter 10, look at verse 24. Jeremiah speaking, it says, O Lord, correct me, but with judgment. Correct me, but with judgment. Jeremiah wanted to be corrected by God, but he wanted God to use judgment. Read, finish the rest of the verse. Lest thou correct me, but with judgment, not in thine anger, lest thou bring me to nothing. He says, correct me with judgment, not in your wrath. Correct me by your word. See, we can be corrected by the word. We've got error in our life. This word can straighten it out. Right. We study the Bible. We study the judgments of God. We can cleanse. How can a young man cleanse his way? And I might have not said that perfect, but it's by the word of God. By the word of God. See, Jeremiah wanted to be corrected. He wanted God to correct him. But he wanted God to correct him by his word and not in anger. He says, lest thou bring me to nothing. Unless you just consume me, Lord. Jeremiah wanted to be corrected by the word of God. <clears throat> Turn me to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Look at verse 32 here. It says, but when we are judged, who's he talking to? Saved people. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with Amen. the Lord. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. We should rather be judged by God than to be condemned with this filthy world. That's what he's saying here. We, we should rather have God to chasten us, God to judge us, to clean us up, to straighten us out, rather than be condemned with this filthy world. Hebrews 12, 8 reads, But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then ye are bastards and not sons. You know, it's a good thing to have the judgment of God upon your life. Yeah, right. It's a good thing to be chastened of the Lord. It says if you're not chastened by him, then you're a bastard. Right. You're not even his. <clears throat> Turn back to Psalm 19. 
says the fear of the Lord is clean, verse 9, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous all together. There's four passages in the Bible that include those three words, the righteousness, the truth, and the judgment of God. Jeremiah 4, 1 says, If that will return, O Israel, saith the Lord, return unto me, and if that will put away thine abominations out of my sight, then shalt thou not remove. <coughs> excuse me. Then shalt thou not remove. And thou shalt swear, the Lord liveth in truth, in judgment, and in righteousness, and the nation shall bless them, themselves in him, and in him shall they glory. Revelation 16, 7 says, And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. Revelation 19, verse 2 says, For true and righteous are his judgments, for he hath judged the great whore, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hands. You see, we can see, the reason why I read these verses, that we can see that throughout the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, from, from the books of Moses, the giving of the law, the Old Testament to the end of the New Testament, God is a God of judgment. He's a God of truth. He's a God of righteousness. And his judgments are all together true and righteous. From the beginning... People try to act like God changed in the New Testament. He didn't change. It's the same God. God's the same yesterday, today, Amen. and forever. You see, the judgments of the Lord have to be fulfilled. They have to be. Yeah. It's the Word of God. It, it's written. It's in stone. You can't take it away. Right. They have to be fulfilled. You know, you can pretend that there's not judgment. But you're an idiot if you do. You're a fool. You're a great fool. If you reject, there is a judge. If you reject judgment, you know, there's already been judgments. Remember the flood, the great flood? What did it say? It said, all flesh died. Yeah. That's a pretty severe judgment. Man. All flesh died. In Genesis 19, God ran fire out on the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. That's a pretty severe judgment, ain't it? Yeah, it's the same God today that's rained fire on Sodom and Gomorrah. That's a pretty serious judgment. In Exodus verse 12, chapter 12, verse 12, reads, For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. There has been judgments, and there is judgment. There's judgments going on today. I wholeheartedly believe that the fact that this country lifted up two of the filthiest, vilest men in, in our country and voted on to be president, I think that's a sign of the judgment of God on the United States of America. Today we got famines, there, there's storms, there's pestilences. 
the judgment of God. Today there is judgment. Malachi 3, 5 says, And I will come near to you to judgment, and I will be swift, a swift witness against the sorcerers. You know, our country has a lot of sorcerers still in it today. It says that I will be a, a swift witness against the sorcerers, and against the adulterers, and against the false swearers, and against those that oppress the hirelings and his wages, the widow and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his right. And fear not me, said the Lord of hosts. I don't know if there's ever been a country that's more adulterous than our country is right now. There's judgment. There's judgment. There's, there's still sorcerers. The adulterers are running rampant. The false swearers are running rampant. You, you can't talk to somebody without them lying to you. It's the reality. When people praise these politicians, man, I think, listen to them. They're all liars. They're all liars. Just listen to them a minute. God doesn't change. God was going to judge these things in Malachi. God will judge them in 2020. God doesn't change. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 9 says, Rejoice, O young man, in thy youth. And let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth. And walk in the ways of thine heart. And in the sight of thine eyes. Say do what feels good. Do what you enjoy. But the end of that verse says. But know thou. That all these things. God will bring. Into judgment. Amen. He says live it up. Do, do what you think's right. But remember. The things you do on this earth, God will judge you for. Yeah, God is a God of judgment. <clears throat> God won't put a bit in your mouth and lead you around to where he wants you to go. He sent a book yeah. for you to, by faith, believe yeah. and follow. God will judge you for what you do on this earth. Everybody is appointed to judge. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 14 says, For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Right. Every work. Hebrews 10, 30 says, For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me. I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again the Lord shall judge him. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. That's Hebrews. Oh, Jesus, just, just preach love, 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 love. Just love, love, love. <laughs> judgment. God's a God of judgment. Fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God. 2 Peter 2, 9 says, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. From the Bible, we can see that there's been judgment. From the Bible, we can see that there currently is judgment taking place on this earth. We can look around and see that. 
But you know there's still judgment to come. There's still a judgment to come. And every individual will face judgment. Everybody. <clears throat> Turn me to Revelation chapter 20. We're going to look at the final judgment. Revelation chapter 20. Start reading here. Verse 11. And I saw a great white throne. And him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, Stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. In this day, everything that's in this earth that God made has passed away. It's gone. In this day, everything in the heavens that God created is passed away. It's gone. It's only going to be two things there. The person being judged and the judge. You better hope that in that day, your trust isn't on some preacher. You better have your trust on Jesus Christ. Right. In that day, your trust better not be about water baptism. It better not be eating a stinking cracker. Your trust better be in the Lord Jesus Christ. Your trust better not be in some prayer you repeated. It better be in your faith and having a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to have trust in him. Everything will be gone in that day. It's just you and him, the unsaved, standing before him. What are you trusting in? What are you trusting in? Everything on this earth is gone. That preacher that might have offended you, he's gone. Just you and the Savior. That's it. <clears throat> Everything in the heavens that God made is going to disappear on that day. Just you and him. You and God. Look at verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. That's the question. Do you know him? We're, we're sitting in a church. I hope you all know it. But if you don't, today's the day to know it. You can come to a knowledge of Jesus Christ. An understanding that you'll have eternal life and you won't have to stand before this white throne of judgment. If you're not saved, you will be standing there being judged. It's a matter of fact. Look at verse 13. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. 
And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. You know why Jesus came to earth, suffered the reproach of men, bled and died on Calvary's cross? Do you know why? Because of the lake of fire. You know why this church goes out soul winning every Sunday afternoon? Because they know there's a lake of fire. That's why Christ came. That's why we've got churches. Because there is a lake of fire. That day of judgment is before us. We go out and try to pull people out of the fire. That's the commission that Christ gave to us. He suffered the reproach of sinners. He bled. All because he knew about that day of judgment. He was anticipating. He wanted to save people from it. Hebrews 9.27 reads, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. You know, we, all, we always read that and say, it's appointed unto man once to die. It's appointed unto man once to die. It's appointed unto man once to judgment, too. Judgment's covered in that verse. It's appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. We all have an appointment with judgment. If you're saved, bless God, you'll be sitting at the judgment seat of Christ. If you're not saved, you're going to be at that great white throne where you'll be cast into the lake of fire. Everyone has an appointment for judgment. Look at verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. This is where I might lose some of them. Back here, let's read it again. It says, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of these things. I believe I'm holding the book of life. And I'm going to show you why I believe that. I believe I'm holding the book of life that the world will be judged out of. <clears throat> Turn to Hebrews chapter 12. a couple places here, Hebrews 12. Let's look at verse 23. It says, To the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. So there I want to point out, it says, To God the judge of all. Only God can judge. He is the judge of all. Now turn with me to John chapter 5.
Look at verse 22. It says, For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. God the Father judgeth no man, it said, that, that he elected to give that judgment over to Jesus Christ the Son. So he hands that judgment over to him. Look at verse 27. It says, and hath given him, talking about Jesus, authority to execute judgment also because he is the son of man. So God the Father gives all judgment to the son because he's the son of man. Because there's a kinship with him. See, he's the God man. He's 100% God, yet 100% man. God the Father says, you judge. You're one of them. You're 100% man. You judge. It's your job. It's your job. And everybody say, see, Jesus just preached love, love, love. Love, love, love. I ain't got nothing to worry about. See, the, the Father, he ain't going to judge. He was who wrote all that stuff back there in the Old Testament. He, he was who burnt down Sodom and Gomorrah. Jesus ain't going to judge me for my filthiness. Turn to John chapter 12. <clears throat> Look at verse 47. And if any man hear my word, wait, I'm not wrong here. If anybody hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I come not to judge the world, but to save the world. What? The Father gave judgment to the Son, and then the Son says, I come not to judge the world. I came to save the world. Come on, yeah, just love, love, love. He just loves. God is a God of love. He's a God of grace. He's a God of mercy. But God's a God of judgment. He's a God of judgment. Let's read that again. It says, And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. Look at verse 48. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words, hath one that judgeth him. The words that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in that last day. So God gives all judgment unto the Son because he's the Son of Man. Jesus says, wait a minute. I'm giving all the judgment to the word because it's forever settled in heaven. There's no change in it. There's no altering it. He says you'll be judged according to the word. So the Father gives all this judgment to the Son. Jesus said, I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. But there is one that will judge you, the word. You'll be judged by the word. It's forever written in heaven. And then what's that last of it say? What's that last? It says, in the last days. What were we reading about Revelation 20? 
will be judged by the word. We will stand at that great white throne. Their deeds will be on one side and the Bible will be on the other. What have you failed? What have you did? will be judged according to the word. The word will judge the world. The word is from the beginning of time. In the beginning with God. His words will never pass away. There's no altering. There, there's no perverting them. They forever stand in heaven. There's no changing. People like to say, don't judge. They say, me and God have it all worked out. God knows my heart. Only God can judge. But I say, what does this Bible say about the filth that's going on in your life? What's this Bible say about that? You know, the heart's deceitful above all. Who can know? What's the Bible say about what you're doing? What's the Bible say about sodomy? Seems like that's the thing that gets everybody going. I've got a, a dear friend home. He's been getting kicked out of churches left and right. He, he's been preaching against sodomy and especially against Trump's support of the, the global sodomite campaign, decriminalizing sodomy worldwide. People that are seen as his brothers and sisters in Christ are eating him alive right now. I hate it. He lives two hours from me. I, uh, he ain't got a really a good church, or he thought he had a good church, but they're all just raising up meatly. See, only God can judge. problem is it's already been judged God already judged it's not that some case by case basis it's been judged I've got a book of judgment right here it's the Bible that's going to judge on the last day Matthew 24 35 says heaven and earth shall pass away but my word shall not pass away. And that great white throne judgment, heaven and earth has passed away. God's word hasn't passed away. It's only the person, the word, and God. I believe this is the book of life that will be judged out of. But they'll be judged out of. Thankfully, I won't be second. Judgment seat of Christ. Now the question is, do you know why this is what the world will be judged by? Do you know why? Because Psalm 119.89, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. The word doesn't change. You see, you and me, we can be deceived. We can be misled. We can be lied to. We can see something and perceive it at what it's not. We can judge in error. But God's word is perfect and altogether righteous. Amen. There's no change in it. There's no error in it. See, when we judge, we can judge falsely. God's word never judges falsely. It's always true. It's always righteous. In the beginning was the word. There's no changing the word. 
the word's going to be fulfilled. Turn back to Psalm 19. Verse 9. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous all together. True and righteous. That word right, that's, a, that's the root word, the righteous. We can judge falsely. We can have bad information. We can have a bias or we can have beholding malice in our heart. But God's word's perfect. Every time God judges, it's true. What he's judged is true. It's a matter of fact. It happened. And every time it's right. Every time he judges right, it's righteous. Only righteous judgment. Romans 2 verse 1 reads, Therefore thou art in... Let's turn there. Romans chapter 2 verse 1. Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judges. For wherein thou judgest another, thou, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest doest the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. You know, God's never been deceived. He's never believed a lie. God's never been a respecter of persons. Nothing, nothing's ever, ever won his favor. There's no respect of persons. God's judgments are always true. God's judgments are always righteous. But we come to a problem. The Bible still tells us to judge. It tells judge. We, we, know, we know the word of God's pure. We know it's clean. We know it's a book of judgment. We know it's right. But God tells us to judge. And that's where we get in trouble. People say, don't judge, don't judge. But the Bible tells us how to judge. Right. One thing, we judge according to the word. Amen. That's how we judge. Amen. Turn to John chapter 7. Romans 2. John chapter 7. Look at verse 24. Jesus says, Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. It says don't judge according to what it looks like. You know, like I said, we can be deceived. We can see something and perceive it as something that it is not. We can be deceived. We can misunderstand things. See, when we judge, we got to make sure that we are judging righteously. We need to make sure that what we're judging is right. That we're right. We don't hear a rumor and go stone somebody to death. 
we got to make sure that our judgment's right. Because we're accountable for our judgment. <coughs> What's this? Let's read it again, 24. It says, judge not according to the parents, but judge righteous judgments. Righteous judgments. We have to judge righteously, rightly. We got to make sure that we're right about the situation in which we go to judge. We don't just run off with rumors. We don't just go with the multitude to stone somebody. We got to make sure that we're right. We can be deceived. We can misunderstand things. 1 Corinthians 2.15 says, But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is not judged. So if you are spiritual, says you'll judge all things. But you've got to judge it righteously. You've got to judge rightly. And you've got to judge it with the Word of God. Not in what you believe. Not, not, not in your interpretation. Not leaning on your own understanding. But judge by the Word of God. Because only God can judge. He's already judged. We've got a book of his judgments. We got we can sneak and find them. We ain't waiting. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. In the Lord of prayer. Lord God, I love you. I thank you for all that you do for me, Lord. Lord, I pray that you're a brother Tim today. Lord, I heal his body. Lord. Give him some joy today. Lift him up. Lord, we ask you to clean his lungs out. Lord, be with those physicians that are working with him, the nurses. Lord, let them tolerate him. Lord, give him a good spirit. Lord, don't let any of them fools kill him. Lord, I love you. Please take care of this church. Take care of its pastor. Lord, thank you for allowing me to be here. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.